0: Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Elliott. And today, I'm going to be diving in 30 plus ways to be making money in real estate. And first and foremost, realtor, investor, you know, I've done a podcast on this as well. There's there's big difference. There's pros, cons. Um, You can be doing both and uh, very lucrative, but understanding which side you want to be on. I identified at a... You know early age I wanted to do the investor side and for a while I was thinking I needed to get my realtor license first to get the credibility and all the other nonsense um, to be able to you know really be a successful investor but I realized that's not the case so um, so both of these are ways so you can be a realtor uh, or you can be an investor you can be both fix and flip obviously you know you're doing the full remodel, you're selling it at the end, you're getting taxed on that. It's, it is a long process, it's a, it's a day job, you're raising the funds for that. Uh, wholesaling is very popular, you guys know all these, rentals, you know, with wholesaling you're, you're buying a property or you're getting the contract and then you're assigning it to the end buyer which is the true investor. So you gotta get it at a very discounted rate, cold calling, bandit signs, uh, direct mail, you know, word of mouth, and uh, and really just be able to get one on one with the with the seller to be able to be that middleman person. Rentals, um, you know, having being a landlord and getting rental income on a regular basis. The burst strategy is my favorite, particularly. That's mostly the strategy that I do on a regular basis, and it is a little bit of rentals and fix and flip. Overall, it is a rental but it's when you are buying a distressed property, you're doing the full remodel on it, doing the full fix up, making it like brand new again, then you're renting it out and then you're refinancing it. You take it back to the bank, you, know, you put all the liabilities, raise rent onto the tenants and you really make it a, a, an awesome performing property as a business. And then you take it back to the bank and you cash out refinance instead of selling it like a fix and flip for that one time profit, you're ending up you know, having a small mortgage on it, still cash flows, fully remodeled though. So you don't need to worry about the capital expenditures, which is like big, like a, a roof in the near future um, and, and so forth. You know, the birth strategy is something that I really love. You get a huge, huge, huge cash on cash ROI. Uh, my very worst one was 67% cash on cash ROI as high as 102%. I could have got paid out more on several, but I figured I'd just keep the additional equity in, in the properties. And then subject to. Subject to is an awesome strategy. Uh, subject to is basically you're buying a, proje- uh, a property subject, subjected to its current original uh, mortgage. So whatever the terms that say, you know, your neighbor has a property, it's on a 30 year mortgage, he's been, renting. He's been owning it. And uh, with his mortgage for 10 years, he's got 20 years left. It's at 3% interest. Uh, There's about a hundred thousand worth of equity in there. He wants to move. You're going to pay him $20,000 cash and take over subject to his property, his mortgage and, uh, and be able to just buy it from him and just take over those payments, which is awesome. Uh, Can be very lucrative. We got notes next, which is right there. And you got non-performing and then performing. So non-performing notes is, you know, a property which a note is just a mortgage at the end of the day, it's a, it's a deed. And it is, you know, a non-performing one would be one that is delinquent. So one that is not been paid, uh, you know, potentially going through pre-foreclosure, you know, defaulted pretty much. And you need to, you know, a performing note is gonna be worth not as much, it's gonna be more expensive. So the value isn't going to be as high there, but it can still be very lucrative. You know, banks will typically purchase or a bank will do a mortgage with you. And then potentially some banks will actually take the mortgage and then resell it to another bank and just pass it all around um, because everybody's making a little bit money on it. You know, they're going to sell it slightly at a discounted rate to the next mortgage uh, broker and um, and so forth. But a non-performing note can be very lucrative because you can get it on, you know, pennies on the dollar in certain markets, certain situations, certain times of the market as well. And, you know, it's your job to, you know, if you got a hundred of these properties, a hundred of these notes that aren't performing, then it's your job to really reach out to the, to the people living there and that are responsible for these notes and say like, Hey, what's going on? Like try to figure out their situation, go over their finances with them. They might've just lost their job, might've a death in the family, a divorce, what have you, like figure out what the issue is, see how truly willing they are to fix the issue and if they do want to stay or not. And if they do, then, you know, figure it out with them, get them caught back up with their, you know, restructure their, their mortgage, pretty much their note and have them start paying in the near future. Um, to be able to start getting it performing. Once it's a performing note, then you can resell this thing at a lot higher, plus you're making that cash flow in between. So that's an awesome strategy as well. A lot of my friends have got very uh, lucrative returns and uh, a a very solid performance to to jump into real estate. And then we got seller financing, another awesome strategy. Basically, you know, dealing one-on-one with the seller and they act like the bank Basically, they, you know, it's all negotiable. So it really, you'll stand out if you're a very strong negotiator. And, you know, it can become a great win-win situation. It's very lucrative for the seller, though, at the same time. But it is all negotiating. Um, And and basically, you know, they act like the bank. You give them a down payment. But it is all negotiable. You can give them the down payment. And then, you know, it's amortized uh, just like a, a regular mortgage would be at a certain percentage rate over a certain period of time with a balloon payment at a certain period of time, you know, uh, so forth. So for a good good example, you know, if a, a property is super disrepaired, it costs, you know, $500,000 to purchase this property from this guy at this discounted rate, but afterwards it's gonna be worth, you know, a million dollars and you need $200,000 to remodel the property. You could do like a joint venture seller or seller finance opportunity with this seller to, you know, give him nothing down up front or very little up front because you only have 200,000 or 250 to be able to complete, you know, this whole transaction. So you need to put all that towards the remodel. And then basically, you know, you just work out this deal that nothing up front, he carries the mortgage, there's a bloom payment in a year or two years, you know, so it's a very lucrative way to be able to crush it and make it a win-win situation but it's all negotiating. And it kind of jumps into the next part right here, which is price versus terms. And this is something that I truly love. Uh, a lot of people think like, what is more important within a real estate transaction deal? Is it the price or the terms? And a lot of people would disagree with me saying that, that, you know, the the price is crucial. Like I need the price to be exactly where it's at. It, like the price is the most important. I Respectfully, just highly disagree that the terms are way more important. Because if a property is only worth a hundred thousand dollars and they're stuck on that, but honestly, it it's with its how disrepaired it is. You know, the seller wants two hundred thousand, or they want the hundred thousand dollars, but it's only worth ten thousand dollars. Like for example, I can't actually offer them what they want, so therefore they might be closed-minded. But instead, if they're stuck on that hundred thousand dollars or two hundred thousand dollars, for example and it's only worth that $100,000. You know, I can do, if they wanna control the price, then that's fine, I'll control the terms. And the terms, we can get creative with seller financing, for example, and I can give them $500,000. I can go well, well above, I can give them a million dollars if I'm in control of the terms, because all they're gonna brag about is the price. Like, you know, I wanted 100000 or 200000 they gave me 300 or 500,000 or a million dollars. Can you imagine? And it's like, it's only worth, you know, a hundred thousand realistically as it is. And they're going to be laughing to the bank and to all their friends, but realistically they don't know like the terms are what's more important. Now, if I gave them nothing down, the first payment wasn't due for five years and it's, you know, amortized, you know, for over a hundred years and it's, at 0% interest or 1% interest, then I have a lot more opportunity, don't I? Don't I have a lot more opportunity because I don't need to make a payment for five years. All that money that I'm saving right there, I can put all into remodeling the property. I can cash flow in between. I can sell the property. I could wait 100 years until it goes up in, in price. I, I could. There's a million different strategies. You know, that's why it doesn't matter about the price. The price is what everybody gets caught up on, but realistically it's the terms that are very valuable and it's all negotiable. So that's why the seller financing and price versus terms is very crucial. Uh, Next is commercial and commercial. There's plenty of different aspects of it. Triple net lease, retail, mixed use. Uh, Triple net lease is really just putting all the responsibilities on the person that is renting the commercial space, say, for example, like a, a restaurant, they are renting a space within a commercial building, and you know it's a triple net lease. So therefore, they are fully responsible for. It's just a hollow shell, pretty much. They're fully responsible for everything in it: electrical, you know, designing it, the roof, like everything and anything, um, <laughs> basically. And uh, and, and that's just triple net lease. So it's very powerful. Um, retail is, you know, commercial it's, um, like clothing, uh, you know, buildings, um, any, any businesses, stuff like that. Mixed use is awesome because it is, for example, it's going to be a little bit of both. It's going to be retail, which is, you know, maybe clothing stores or businesses on the bottom. And then up upstairs up, well, you know, the second floor or third floor above is going to be, uh, rentals or condominiums, you know places where people live. So that's mixed use. Land is next. Land is such a powerful, you know, they they stopped making land a long time ago. So it's so, so powerful. You guys know the saying and in the right location or an emerging location in the near future, really predicting where the city is growing, uh, is very, very crucial. You know, my buddy, Caleb Fowler is crushing it with land. He's constantly just flipping land, like, like a beast and, and, very lucrative making a difference in so many people's lives so it's really awesome uh, so if you're interested in lands you know check out check out Caleb uh, he'll be able to help you out with that and crush it um, but it's very very lucrative uh, self storage I have several friends doing that as well really crushing that all self-explanatory you know uh, mobile home parks same thing so if you guys need any of these resources like let me know like who like I focus on birth strategy which is like I said, a combination of fix and flip and rentals. I'm very, very good with that. Uh, subject to is, is awesome, seller financing. I, I've done price versus terms all day, creative financing. I just bought a turnkey property. I've done joint ventures, uh, fix and flip. Yeah, I'm doing here locally. I've got turnkey, lender. So we're gonna cover all these things. So if you guys need any resources for any of this stuff, let me know and, and I can for sure uh, connect you with you know, the right person or have that conversation with you to see, you know, what is it going to take? For the realtor's perspective, do you have a suggestion on how to contact the bank for upcoming distressed properties? How do realtors get the listings generally nationally? So any, any distressed properties that are getting like taken back that are getting foreclosed on, there's gonna be lists of those. You can reach out to the bank and just ask them, do you guys have anything that is in your inventory that you guys are about to pre foreclose on going through that status? And and if you wanna be a realtor, then you could you could ask, you know, who they have selling the properties and and try to get a piece of that. Yeah, the, the realtor side is very like you gotta put in a lot of work, in my opinion, and showing a bunch of properties, like you know, being on the listing side, if you're in a hot market can be very lucrative. But besides that, uh, I really, I, me personally, I just really love being on the investor side because, you know, it's a lot more return and bigger difference in my personal opinion, but hopefully that helps. Let me know if you want me to clarify anything, uh, within there. There's a lot of auctions, which we'll get into in a second as well that, that can help with those lists as well first, you know, to a certain degree. Self-storage, mobile home parks, and then short-term rentals, uh, which is an awesome niche. You know, Airbnb or b you know, bed and breakfast, great niches. Also, there's, you know, when you can rent out a place and in the contract, it, it allows you to sublease that is huge because you can you can just take full responsibility of the property and manage it for the property manager. But then at the same time, you can uh, put it on Airbnb. Or if it's like a mansion in a really nice area and it's you know it's huge, then you can rent it out to big parties like mastermind groups. Um, just huge. Like we just went. My one mastermind. We went to a to Salt Lake City about a couple weeks ago, about a month or so ago. And it was awesome. But there's 50, there's 50, it slept a little over 50, like 55. There's there's 30 plus people in my mastermind group. And it it was just like, it was huge, but they had everything that we needed. And it was geared towards big, huge parties, which was crucial because that's exactly what we needed. And that's like a up and coming thing because some of these, uh, there's a lot more people putting on bigger events bigger like mastermind groups, like bigger connection groups of uh, like MLMs are, are more coming together and they're trying to get everybody in certain locations around the nation to be able to um, just bring everybody together. And they want that, like that family vibe, that in-home experience to be able to really connect break down walls and and be able to connect on a deeper level. And being in a hotel, it's way more expensive, not enough room, you know, it's just the list goes on. So. Um, having this home body experience and be able to be on vacation doing it in like an Airbnb um, type of atmosphere it's awesome and a lot it's becoming very very lucrative Um, so what else we got public REITs private and private REITs Uh, we got tax liens Um, tax liens is actually awesome so back in like 2010, when I was first getting interested in real estate investing, it was before I even, in 2012, I started working for an investment company here in San Diego and, uh, and did that for about a year. Um, just getting like a little bit educated, more motivated. And, uh, we were going off over, you know, NODs, notice of default properties, pre foreclosure. But in 2010, I started looking in tax liens and I actually bought some courses from. Uh, uh, what is his name? Uh, Dean uh, Graciosi. I'm, I think I'm butchering the last name, but you guys know him. And and basically, he, you know, gave me a bunch of education, and I I, I didn't take enough action on it. It was the typical mentality of like, you know, I'll invest three thousand dollars for that magic pill to get that success that I was desperately wanting. And like I, I was just so tired of being poor. I was so tired of like growing up misled and misguided and, and wanted a different change, you know? So, um, so I just bought into this course thing and it'd be the magic pill and it was overwhelming, not enough handholding to really put the puzzle pieces together for me. So it was complicated. And when it's complicated, you know, we naturally shut down or at least I did. And then um, I didn't take action on, on the education behind it, but there is some good stuff in there. And, and it truly does, um, you know, it, it shows you how you can buy tax liens, like deficient taxes um, from properties nationwide and from the county, how to do that and to be able to get a strong return. Typically, you need to buy all three, in a, like it's typically three years. Some, I believe, are even five years. Um, if they're not paid, you would need to, there's a tax lien on each individual one um or just some counties do like the whole group all together and you would have to purchase each individual one and uh to, to have kind of like full ownership of it and then if after that time expires the three or the five years then you have the option to either get paid out your like a very a good percentage um nationwide every state's a little different counties are different as well with how much you would get you know ROI on your investment for purchasing those tax liens, but if you don't actually get, you know, paid out from either the bank or the owner that was deficient on these on these um, payments, you can actually get the property like free and clear. Start over at those unbelievable prices that you like the small tax um, payments that you just caught them up on to take care of that. So. It's really crazy. Nina, what's up? Ben, how are you, brother? Brian, what's going on? What's cracking? Hopefully hopefully you guys are having an amazing day. It's a beautiful Sunday over here. I know in um, Phoenix, it is beautiful as well. But uh, let me know where you guys are coming from and uh, what you guys are up to today. Make sure you guys can see this clear. If you guys have any questions about real estate, there's 30 plus ways to be making money in real estate. So I really hope that you guys educate yourself a little bit on everything, and then pick which one you really resonate with on all different atmos, like all different areas as far as resources, time commitment, um, you know, funds, uh, overall knowledge, like all atmosphere within this strategy that you want to pick that you resonate with, and then really just go gun ho on the education behind it for a few months, and then take action on it. You know, once you get book smart on it, you got to take you got to get the street smart and really get hands-on action on it. Um, so let's dive into it. where are we at. Uh, so tax liens, really awesome. Um, and uh, lender, you know, being a lender is really the end game for so many people and not enough people actually acknowledge that or see that up front in the beginning, first getting started into real estate. But, you know, that's what the banks are. They're lenders. Everybody wants to, be the bank at the end of the day because like most people don't like the banks because they're so in control. You want to be in control. You know, being a hard money lender is the most expensive. It's the most expensive uh, rates and um, you know, it's very in their favor. Um, Private private money is, you know, a great, is a, is a great platform because it's all negotiable. You can do it with friends, family, neighbors, you know, anybody really, and, uh, and make it very lucrative um, without like, with helping one of those individuals that maybe even have like money in their 401k, um, you know, their IRA accounts. You, you can utilize those instead of, you know, help like to a big company that does hard money loans or like a bank, like you don't need to give to those guys. Uh, private money is awesome. Credit, I didn't put on here, but credit has been my, like my baby. Like I love above and beyond everything else, all different areas, credit. Credit has helped me tremendously. I get, typically I'm taking advantage of 0% interest for 18 months and, uh, and typically if there is a fee, it's a flat fee of 3%, um, you know, I, I, Leverage the hell out of that because it's way more secure. I get more time out of it Uh, It's a hell of a lot cheaper. The secure part is um, You know if a contractor doesn't do the work that I paid him for then I just take I go to the credit card company And I say hey, he didn't do what he said he was going to do and they take they credit it right back to me So I'm secured Um, It's easier than just giving cash cash. It's like more protective and Uh, At the end of the day, I build up a shitload of points, like hundreds of thousands of points on just doing like one or two projects. It's outrageous. So really good returns. You get free stays at the end of the day. Awesome. Um, you know, free vacations, a good way to reward yourself after doing a few projects. Um, yeah, it's just above and beyond. I, I love credit. So if you're interested in learning more about the credit strategies behind it, I've invested a lot of money, um, to be able to get a strong, huge ROI on my, all my investment, you know, that I put in to learn the credit game and to really be able to crush it and utilize all the different strategies to to really be able to crush it with um, utilizing my own funds with credit. Um, plus, I can sleep better knowing that it's not somebody else's money that I'm fully borrowing all the time, and uh, and it is all on on my responsibility. Um, and then we got crowdfunding. We got syndication. Syndications is you know something very big. Um, you know, Ben is crushing it doing syndications. A lot of people, a lot of my friends are really doing very well with syndications, basically raising money from all different platforms um to go in on huge, bigger, hundred-plus unit con, you know, um multifamily investment properties. So it's really awesome. Um, we got apartment buildings, which is you know, overall it's just five units, five units and up. Um, there's no cap on that. And then we got residential. Is you know residential multifamily in particular? So, residential is just four units and under. Um, a residential house is typically just you know a single family, um, but residential multifamily is awesome because it's four units duplex, triplex, uh, fourplex. Some people call it a quad. Um, overall. I think it stands out so much more than a single family. It's a very similar amount of work. You're just adding on a couple more uh, units, but the return is so much higher. So I highly recommend the multifamily scene. Turnkey is, oh, I jumped one. So ETF and uh, mutual funds. Basically, it's just like publicly uh, traded stocks. Um, And, you know, it's basically just a cheap way for, kind of like the stock market in general Wall Street and and being able to get into um, some deals at a very discounted price get a small percentage small piece um, and then we got ground-up construction development you know having just land and then building something brand new on it is always awesome Um in San Diego, just about a year ago, they announced that in 2020, that it's going to be mandatory A new law passed that it's mandatory that any new, uh, new construction, anything new built is mandatory that it comes with, uh, solar panels, which is awesome. It's huge. I mean, that's, that's how it should be, which is very good. It's awesome. Um, auctions, you got the online or you got in person, you can always hire somebody if it's virtually to to go out to the auction for you to bid for you and make offers. Just do your due diligence before a lot of these properties, you cannot see um, the inside uh, before actually purchasing. So there's creative ways um, to to be able to really be able to get a little bit more info and, you know, public records from the past and stuff like that, but you're never truly going to know what you're diving into. So budget, the, the unknown, you know, There's plenty of platforms for, you know, Uh, auction.com. I'm shooting blanks on. um, There's like several others that are really good. So, you know, um, if you guys are interested in that, I can, uh, I'll figure that out later and I can get it back to you. But uh, just Google all this stuff. Like Google all these different platforms. If you don't understand it, educate yourself on what the hell is a turnkey. We're about to jump into a turnkey next. But like, what the hell is that? My girl for a long time, she didn't know uh, what a turnkey was. And, uh, we were just joking about it. And, you know, at this point she knows. but, um, but, you know, just educate yourself on all these different things just a little bit, just Google, what the hell is this? You know, what the hell is a note? What is a non-performing versus a performing note? What is seller financing? Like understand these things. And then you'll be able to set yourself up for understanding if you resonate with it, if it aligns with what you're trying to accomplish. And then, you know. Fully educate yourself, if it is, on that topic. Read all the books you can, all the podcasts you can, all the interviews, all the um, local RIA groups on that topic. Connect with all the people in that strategy that are crushing it. And then within a matter of months, like three to six months, if you really focus on at least several hours per day on doing exactly that, you'll, you'll have it complete. Like certain, like the birth strategy or fix and flip, Like there, there's several different components that are kind of combined into it. Um, but, but overall it's like, it's all so doable. So just break it down into certain steps and and be able to take action on it is, is very crucial to anybody's success. Uh, just backtrack of what needs to be done. So I really highly recommend people take action on this stuff, um, and figure out what you resonate with, which strategy, and then take action on it, you know? um and uh and turnkey so what is turnkey turnkey is basically i just bought a turnkey property basically it's already fully remodeled it's already rented out it's already has a property manager on there it's already good to go like the property is the expression is turnkey you put the the key in the door and you turn it and it's good to go Everything's already you know on clockwork um and basically it's just Typically those are more expensive at a higher rate, you're gonna get a less return on your investment. But if you have a ton of money just sitting in the bank, not earning a damn thing, and you're losing money to inflation, um, and you're busy as hell, like you're in the corporate world, just, you know, trying to keep your head straight and your family comfortable and everybody else. And it's like, and you acknowledge real estate is a solid way to make a difference within your finances then it's like, you know, it, it makes sense to invest in a turnkey. This turnkey property for me, I, I did a joint venture with it as well. I have no money into it, and it's gonna bring me in an additional $400 a month. And, uh, and I was just like, you know, I was gonna wholesale it and make 10 to 15 grand, but I was like, you know, I, I think I can do that when I sell it in the future anyway, so I might as well just hang on to it right now, help out a buddy that is interested in putting up the money, and then I can cash flow a couple extra hundred bucks per month. And, um, and you know, in the future, I'll sell it. So it, it is what it is, you know. Um, so it just made sense to me to, to jump on that one. Uh, joint venture, that's what we just talked about. Basically, just aligning with somebody that has kind of like the opposite of, first off, that you can agree on everything, even when times get tough. And, you know, because you are jumping into bed with this person, you know, the expression that is used. Um, but overall you're jumping into bed with this person and you know, it can, partnerships can turn out really bad. They really, really can. Um, but they can be awesome and truly tremendously a blessing as well. So identifying who, you know, people that you align with and think properly with, think similar, but then again, opposite in, in your strengths. Like, somebody must be very analytical in, in the business, I think. And then the other person must be, like, the opposite side brain, left and, and right brain uh, thinking. The other person must be, like, very, you know, like talking to people and very, you know, outgoing and, and hands-on with the uh, management of everything, you know? Um, somebody needs to be the numbers person. Y- you just got to complement each other. What do you guys bring into the table is very crucial. You know, does somebody have a ton of resources, but no money? And the other person has no resources, but a ton of money. Like those, those could potentially, and you guys have the same goal aligned, um, and, and same morals. Like all these things are important and you really don't know somebody until you know somebody and it takes several years sometimes. So, you know, even, even really good friends can, you know, I've heard really bad stories unfortunately with just. You know, partnerships not working out even with close friends or family. And I personally think it's it's a lot of leadership skills that are possibly lacking. But transparency and communication is key to any relationship. And if, if you're not, you know, working on those and building on those every single day, then resentment will build up. And then, you know, that's when a lot of problems will start occurring. And it's a snowball effect, you know. So um, just be... Be mindful of that for sure. Kendall, what's up, man? Gil, what's happening? Ryan, what's going on? A lot of rock stars popping on here. I love it. <clears throat> so uh, we got joint venture. We got house hacking. House hacking is awesome. Uh, house hacking is basically, you know, if if you are living in a, you know, you own a property and then you're living in one room. It's a three or four bedroom house and. It's just you or it's just you and your wife or, you know, your significant other, whatever. Like you got two other rooms or you got three other rooms available. Rent those suckers out. When you rent them out, you make more money you're cash flowing. That's house hacking. You know, those extra rooms being rented out can pay for your mortgage. And then you don't have to pay any uh, rent, you know. So that's that's an investment strategy as well. Um, Rent or mortgage, you know, what have you. Uh, I house hack right now. It's an awesome lucrative way to cut costs and make it a more enjoyable area as well instead of, you know, being uh, I don't, uh, more by yourself type of thing. You know, doing, doing business or life alone is never good. Um, also, if you're a VA, if, you if you're a veteran and you can get a VA loan, this is tremendously awesome. I highly recommend this. I have some rockstar friends that are crushing it doing exactly this. Get a multifamily residential. You'll get four units. That's the max that you can get with a VA, you know, residential loan. Um, You don't have to put any money down, zero money down, which is huge. Get a slightly distressed one that you can, you know, put money into to remodel it. And hopefully more units and, uh, you know, more bedrooms, the better. Say you get a fourplex with all of them have four bedrooms in it, two baths. You know, you rent out each, you can house hack the hell out of it. Each individual room, if it's in a college area, you'll crush it. Like, um, you know, there's so many lucrative ways you could cash flow the hell out of that sucker. You could put Airbnb, like what, what have you, you know, you only have to live there for a year before, like technically to, to qualify for that loan. After that, like stop coming up with excuses. I talked to somebody the other day and he was like, but I don't want to live there. It's like for one year. To have no money into a property to own it, and then you know to cash flow like like hell, and you're you're waiting for the perfect time, the perfect moment to be able to get into real estate. Like it, it's not for everybody, but it is for the action takers. So you know Abraham Lincoln, I believe, has an awesome quote. Uh, oh, I forget what it is. It's something about like hustling, um, and whatever left over is is you know, it's going to be taken by the hustlers, the people that are out there, the action takers really making a difference. Uh, It's an awesome quote. So I butchered the hell out of it, but check that out. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, just creative real estate. So creative real estate. I mean, I I gave you so many different ways of creative real estate, uh, but it's really just thinking outside the box, getting creative, figuring out, you know, when there's a will, there's a way. So just figure out what the hell is it going to take? And sometimes just asking that question, like, what is it going to take for us to do this deal? And, and when they bring up like, you know, the pain point that you might not have, like, you know, well, we're going to need a million dollars. Well, I don't have a million dollars. Let's figure out another way besides that. You know, just getting creative is very, very crucial and not giving up being a people's person, like being persistent follow up is king. Um, All these things are very crucial. Bandit signs, uh, pay-per-click ads, you know, social media. Um, Just personal branding behind your, you know, what you're doing. Like Brandon Elliott Investments, you know, that's like personal branding, letting people know that I'm a damn investor and if you're looking to invest in any of my projects, like, let me know. I could get you a strong return on your investment. I could teach you how to get started in real estate investing. So, you know, don't let yourself get held back uh, by investing in yourself to really cover that pain point that, that you've been struggling with. Like, I don't want anybody out there to be living with regret or at the end of their life, like, still being poor and not, you know, making all these excuses for why life sucks or whatever it is like life is great and it can be beautiful and it is beautiful but you gotta you know sometimes it can be a bitch as well so you gotta figure out um you know how bad do you want the change you know so uh so I hope this was all valuable for you guys like I said I'm bringing 60 plus of the best unbelievable real estate investors nationwide that have literally transformed my life that have broken down what the hell not to do all the things that have literally changed their life all the all the learning curves that they went through like unbelievable stuff that has literally transformed and shifted their life i'm bringing all these guys together and how they did it and also i'm asking them like how can the listeners, you guys, how can you, how can we like serve these rock stars? How can we add value to them? And they and they let you know. So it's like an easy target, an easy way for you to be able to add value back to them after they just add tremendous value to you. And that's a, it's a great position to be in, to be able to be a servant leader and, uh, and build that connection, build that one-on-one connection. All of them give their contact information how you can set up an appointment to be one-on-one speaking with them. And and it's a simple, you know, action step to be able to reach out one-on-one with them. So I hope this was all valuable. Um, How you can get that content is simply by going to iTunes or any, any platform. I put it in the, in the, um, in the comments right above. It's just going to, you know, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, it's ready, set, go real estate investing podcast. And it's all geared towards, you know, educating people, motivating people, and preparing them to take action in real estate investing. So you can make a huge difference within not just your life, but your family's life, your friends, family, everybody else around you. So if you find value in this, make sure you go subscribe, hit that subscribe button, Um, leave a five-star review, and let me know what you think in the in the review about the, the podcast itself and what we can do to improve it, you know, all the good things as well. And uh, and send a screenshot of that to me on social media. You can find me at um, Instagram, Brandon Elliott Investments or Facebook.com slash Brandon Elliott, R-E-I or uh, my website, Brandon Elliott Investments.com. Send a screenshot of that to me. I'll send you my book, Action Driven, 100% absolutely free. The shows, I go deep into this, how I went from house arrest, uh, you know, living a crazy, outrageous life, uh, facing 12 years in prison to, you know, getting house arrest and then changing my life dramatically to really make a difference in so many different people around me within my life. And... And, uh, and it's all been through real estate investing. So you're gonna wanna get your hands on this. Appreciate you guys all for tuning in so long and uh, love you guys all. Like always, stay blessed and reach out. Love to connect more. Till next time. Thanks, guys. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.